the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is gonna be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Matters Radio. This is where we're living live like it matters. And today, it's all about the patterns, baby. It's all about the patterns. Today, uh, I want to go into these things called patterns because they're all around us. We are such unconscious creatures that we get into habits. You know, we've all driven home before without realizing how we drove home. And yet we stopped at all stops. We turned at all turns. We did all the things with our body that we were supposed to do. But mentally, we're in a totally different dimension. Mentally, uh, we're in a totally different time zone. We could have been in yesterday or tomorrow. Uh, Mentally, uh, we were there with our wives or at work with a troubled customer. But our bodies were physically doing what they've been, quote, programmed to do. Again, the number that's been thrown around a lot is 3 to 5%. 3 to 5%. That's about how much of our brain uh, we consciously use. Now, I've heard if you're self-actualized, someone who's working to be a, a better person all the time, that figure might hit 11%. I mean, it's stunning. We are unconscious creatures. We were made to work on autopilot. Uh, And, you know, I've learned a long time ago that God designed us to work pretty well on autopilot. But I've also learned that if we get out of the pastor seat and get into the driver's seat and run this thing the way God designed it, to actually have a fully empowered tabernacle, a full throttle tent, oh, oh, you talk about a pattern. We get a pattern. And see, isn't that what habits are? Are they patterns? They are. Isn't that what a rut is? Right? Isn't that what your, quote, lot in life is? Right? See, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. You understand why that's crazy? You know, a guy goes to the doctor and says, doctor, whenever I do this, it hurts. And the doctor says, stop doing that. Right? <laughs> It's a simple pattern. If that pattern is causing you pain, then stop doing that pattern. And maybe the pain that comes from you running the pattern will no longer be there. The definition of sanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Think about your marriage. Think about your relationship with your children. Think about that boss who just doesn't get it. Or think about that employee who just doesn't understand. See, there's a flip side of that coin of Einstein. Because it was Einstein who said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That's just crazy, he said. 
So here's your flip side of your coin, Einstein. If you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change your approach, you change your mind and your results. In other words, change the recipe and you change the cake. Does it make sense at all? I love to cook. I tell a story all the time. I am a kinesthetic cooker. In other words, I just bam myself around the kitchen. Bam, bam, bam. I, I, I cook by smell. I cook by taste. I took by feeling. I'm a kinesthetic cooker. Uh, if you eat something that I make, you might ask me the recipe because that's how good it is. And you know what I tell you? I'll tell you, I can give you the ingredients I put in there. But a recipe I cannot share. Not because I don't want to. Because I lack one. Because I don't measure anything. I just feel my way through the kitchen. And so I just know how things are supposed to taste. I can always smell. The old factory tells me about the gustatory. Because they're very closely connected. You don't realize that. And then 90% of the time. I think that's fair. Maybe 87. But 97, 90% of the time. What I make, you would pay for. You would refer me. You would go on that little social media platform and you would tell everybody how what an incredible cook I am. 90%, did you get it? That's why I don't have a restaurant. <laughs> because the 10% of the time where it tastes like garbage, uh, my business would be out. Because I don't measure, I don't intentionally change anything. I know how to cook. I've been doing it all my life since I've been 11 years old. I don't need to go grocery shopping to cook a great meal. I'll just go through my pantry and throw some stuff together. Where did I learn that? I learned that from a pattern that my mama taught me. See, when I was young, uh, my mama showed me what it meant to be a leader. See, my mama wasn't nothing to look at. Short, fat, got a, like a wart on her nose, kind of look a little witchy witch. She was full-blooded German. I love my mom taught me about life. She taught me about leadership. Now, let me tell you about my mom. She had no degree in anything. She didn't even have a high school diploma. I think she eventually got her GED. She came over from Germany after the war as a baby, as a child. And she had to just make it up. And I don't know who my real dad was biologically. It doesn't matter. I know who my daddy is. He's Abba. I know who my father is. God loved me enough that he didn't want to confuse me. So God didn't give me an earthly father, so that way I didn't confuse that person with him. So I know who my father is. It's Abba. It's Elohim. It's Jehovah. It's Yahweh. It's Adonai. It's El Shaddai. See, because my earthly father, the guy who showed up, who shared my mom's bed, who I took his last name of Black, I was born Scott St. Vincent de Paul Nicholas. That's my true birth name. On my birth certificate, that's what it says. Scott St. Vincent Nicholas. Not black. Nicholas. My dad, my biological donor, was full-blooded Italian. My mom, the other biological donor, full-blooded German. Now, my mom worked at a bar. She had to work a couple jobs to take care of five kids. Well, at the time... She had three of us. And then she met this guy, this drunk at a bar, and, you know, people do what people do. My mom's not perfect, just like yours, is it? And they started playing around and eventually got married. And we took my dad's name all my life, 
even though black, even though I was never legally changed. So I went in the Army at 17, and I went to JAG, and they changed my name that I've been going by since, for the last 10 years to black. But see, my dad had a pattern. And I called my dad. He was around. He beat on me. He did the things that a man does, I guess. I don't know. But my dad's pattern was he was abused as a child. And so he was abusing children. Abusers begat abusers. Molesters begat molesters. You got to get this. Because it's a pattern. It's ingrained. It's sins of the father, the Bible says. But here's the cool thing. See, what you need to understand, that's not your lot in life. That might have been your dad's lot in life. But you can change the pattern. See, my mom's pattern was whatever it took. My mom's pattern was to work three jobs. My mom's pattern was to make sure our, those kids were taken care of. My mom's pattern was to be everything so that we would have a better life than she had. Now, I could have easily went to my father's pattern because it was put upon me. But what I, by the grace of God, I was able to reframe, to scratch that CD, to break that LP, to change the pattern. And see, that's the key. But in order to change a pattern, you must identify the pattern. And once you identify the pattern, you have to ask yourself this question. Is this getting me what I want? If that answer is yes, then lock it up. Standard operating procedure, document. But if that answer is no, and for most of you listening right now, you know the answer is no. Let's change the pattern. You're not a victim of your past. Just because you've done it up until now, you can change it tomorrow. This is why I do my training at likeitmatters.net. This is why I do this radio show. And today I'm going to show you the power of patterns. Because once you realize that these patterns have so much power because we're unconscious creatures, then you can identify, you can ask the question, is this getting me what I want? And if it is, lock it up so you can duplicate it. If not, change it. Because you might be a lot of things, but you're not crazy. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about it's all about the patterns, baby. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. awakening impacts even the seasoned pros take a listen to these comments from kevin who recently attended leadership awakening i've struggled with a lot of things i've been in so many different trainings followed tony robbins john maxwell all these great self-development gurus but i have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through what we went through was absolutely amazing and i'd love to share it with as many people as i could I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 30th through July 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish. 
and we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mac, for King and Country, and many more. Stream along at thefishtwincities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today, it's all about the patterns, baby. You know why you're getting what you're getting in life? No, it's not your mama's fault. No, it's not your daddy's fault. No, it's not the joke of a man in the White House, Biden's fault, and it sure ain't Trump's fault. You know why you're getting what you're getting? It's not because you're white. It's not because you're black. It's not because you're a man or a woman or you want to become a man or want to become a woman. It's not because of the bathroom you use or the clothes you wear or what type of underwear you put on. You know why? It's about your patterns. You're getting exactly what you're getting Like I'm getting exactly what I'm getting and Lee's getting exactly what he's getting based on one thing and one thing only. And they are called the patterns. I remember a long time ago, I showed you how old I am. I think Lee and I are pretty close to the same age. I went to Promise Keepers. That's something to show you how old I am. (laughs) I went to Promise Keepers. Uh, and, uh, there was this, I don't remember who it was. I was talking to this, uh, he was one of the speakers and he said, you know what? One of the best things I ever did for my Christian walk. And I said, what, what? Tell me, tell me my, my young ears are open and ready to hear. And he said, uh, and I was this profound, ready for this? Uh, I put my shoes under my bed. Now, if you think you're disappointed <laughs> with that answer, not as close as I was disappointed with that answer. Uh, I'm like, what does putting your shoes under your bed have to do with your walk with God? And see, it's all about a pattern. And what this gentleman proceeded to tell me, he said, the reason why it changed my walk with God is because every morning in order to start my day, I had to get on my knees so I could get my shoes out of my, from under my bed. And it reminded me to humble myself before the one true God. And every night, 
at the end of my day, as I've undressed from the day's activity, from the day's trauma, the day's drama, the day's success, the day's glory, whatever it is, I got to get on my knees to push my shoes under my bed and humble myself before the one true God of the universe. It's a pattern. What are your patterns? What's the first thing you do when you become semi-conscious in the morning? And by the way, semi-conscious means you're aware that you're awake. That's it. You know, it's that first kind of your eyes might not be open. Uh, whatever it is, you're, you're aware that I am now awake and I was formerly sleeping. That's semi-consciousness. What's the first thing you do? Does your mind start running? Do you start thinking of the trauma, the drama? Do you start thinking of all the stuff you got to do? Do you start thinking about what you're going to eat? Do you realize, Bandy, you got to go to the bathroom really bad? Or do you start talking to God? Do you start sharing your gratefulness to God? Do you start listing out those things you're thankful for? Do you start seeing what a great day it's going to be? This is the day the Lord has created. I'll be happy and rejoice in it. Believe it or not, you have a pattern. You just don't know it. There's a pattern. And I challenge you. For the next week, when you go to sleep, give yourself permission to be aware when you wake up. Right when you become conscious in the morning. What's the first thing that you do? And what if you put a new pattern in place there? See, I have six words. You know, I start class in two days in Minneapolis. We got a class of eight. We're coming up there June 30th, Thursday night. We'll start. I still got room for four spots. Four people, lives will be forever changed. Four people, uh, your weekend will change your life moving forward. A brand new beginning. You can have a honeymoon with that wife or husband that you've been married to for 25 years. You can have a brand new relationship with your kids who you're struggling with right now as young teenagers or as adolescents. You could get rid of some of that trauma drama that's driving you to take medication and smoke that thing or drink that thing. And if you go to my class, we have a foundation of six words. Passion, focus, commitment, purpose, team. And the sixth word is vision. And vision is a word of pattern. And this is what's interesting. See, a lot of words have multiple meanings. So vision is one of those words with multiple meanings. I talk all the time. The most defined word in the English dictionary is the word set, S-E-T. Look it up. It has almost 400 variations, variable uses. It's stunning. So lots of words are multifaceted. And vision is one of them. I have a couple different meanings depending on how I'm using the word. But when I use the word as one of the six words, vision is the ability to connect the dots. Vision is the ability to see into the future. Vision is the ability to see how things play out. That's what it is. And those people are rare today. We used to have them all the time. They used to talk about things. Paul Harvey, I believe, was a visionary. Paul Harvey is the one I emulate my radio show after. Paul Harvey was a storyteller. At one point, Paul Harvey was responsible for most of the advertising dollars of NBC. Paul Harvey would bring common sense. He would bring stories. And he'd take the politics of the day, the, the newspaper of the day, and we'd break them down logically and values-driven. People like John Wayne, I believe, was a visionary. Remember? It's the ability to see into the future. The ability to see how things play out. That's why so many people are against this racism called CRT. 
It's racism. Now, it might not be black against white, ra- I mean, white against black racism, it's black against white racism. Racism is racism. It's always wrong. It doesn't matter what color's on either side. It's wrong. CRT is teaching people to judge based on skin. That's the definition of racism. Dr. King said the opposite. He said, I have a dream that one day my four little children will live in a nation where they are not judged by the color of their skin, but they are judged by the content of their character. And when I say John Wayne was a visionary, we can see Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King Jr. is rolling in his grave. He was a Christian first and foremost. He was a conservative. His dad was a Republican. He was a conservative at a time when black people in the 60s weren't Republican. And so he's a visionary. I believe that John Wayne is. Why? Because I'm going to read you something he wrote, and we're living it today. Remember when they started hyphenating everything? It was no big deal. We just want to attach ourselves to our family, our heritage, right? And we say, no, it's separating out. It's going to separate our country. We're going to become all this, these groups of people. And people. No, it's just tying us to our roots. Well, guess what? Those of us said it's going to separate us out were absolutely right. And John Wayne, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, wrote a great poem. I didn't know John Wayne was a poem. I found this about a month ago. I shared it once. I'll share it again. And it's called the hyphen. It says, so it seems to me that when a man calls himself an Afro-American, a Mexican-American, an Italian-American, an Irish-American, a Jewish-American, what he's saying is, I'm a divided American. Well, we all came from other places, different creeds and different races, to form a nation to become as one, Yet look at the harm a line has done. A simple little line, and yet, as divisive as a line can get. A crooked cross, the Nazis flew, and the Russian hammer and sickle too. Time bombs and lives of man, but none of these could ever fan. The flames of hatred faster than the hyphen. The Russian hammer built a wall that locks men's hearts from freedom's call. A crooked cross flew overhead above 20 million tragic dead. Among them from among them men from this great nation who died for freedom's preservation. A hyphen is a line that's small. It can be a bridge or it can be a wall. A bridge can save you lots of time, a wall you always have to climb. The road to liberty lies true, the hyphen's use is up to you. Used as a bridge, it can span all the differences of man. Being free in mind and soul should be our most important goal. If you use the hyphen as a wall, you'll make your life mean and small. An American is a special breed whose people came to her in need. They came to her that they might find a world where they'd have peace of mind, where men are equal and something more, stand taller than they stood before. So you be wise in your decision. 
and that little line won't cause division. Let's join hands with one another, for in this land each man is your brother. United we stand, divided we fall, we're Americans, and that says it all. See, ladies and gentlemen, there are patterns around us. And we've been looking at society for decades and say things aren't going well. You can tell a man's religion in time of despair and look at the despair around us and look what we're doing. Crime is through the roof. Abuse, molestation, suicide, murder, decapitations. I mean, taking people's, I mean, taking bodies apart. I visited a guy in prison who basically killed six people and mutilated them. And yet I... I pray with them every day. Uh, we, we go to Bible service once a week. I go in there. We, and the guy's a murder. He deserves the death sentence. I hope, you know, he's got to pay a price here. But I'm telling you, it's patterns, ladies and gentlemen. And what did he do? His pain and his abuse from his past that he never dealt with created that same pattern in his life that now took six other lives and now requires that his be given. It's all about the patterns, baby. And after the break... I'm going to show you some patterns all around you. I'm black, and we'll be right back. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it, it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. International travel is open again. So now is the perfect time for that trip to Israel, the trip of a lifetime. A trip to the Holy Land will bring you face-to-face with one of the most fascinating countries on earth, more than just a vacation. This meaningful trip is your opportunity to enjoy the freedom to travel again, walking the ancient streets of Jerusalem where Jesus walked, sailing the Sea of Galilee, and floating in the mineral-rich Dead Sea with its healing and rejuvenating power. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza, along with our trusted travel partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours, personally invite you to experience Israel with them this November. To book your trip to Israel, Log on to StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to secure your spot. Call today, 855-565-5519. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. 
A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today we are talking about patterns. Because the really key to life is to understand patterns. And the reason why we're getting what we're getting now is because of what we've been doing up until now. And if you don't like what you're getting, then you need to change what you're doing. When you change what you're doing, you change what you're getting. Make sense? And by the way, that change isn't always good. Remember at first when you first met your spouse? Couldn't stop thinking about them. Did everything to impress them. Open the door, man. Uh, you know, did this, did that. You know, called her five times a day. Got her flowers. And then once you got her, you've been married now over six months. And all of a sudden, we stopped doing that pattern that she loved so much that made her feel so special. And now we got her. And by the way, women do the same thing to men. Get comfortable. I got him now. He's got to do what I say. If I don't, doesn't like it, I'll just leave and take half of the stuff. I'm dealing with one guy right now struggling with that. He's getting ready to get married to somebody. And all she's already talking about uh, what she wants in the divorce. Like, Wow. You're really, after waiting 60 years to get married, you're really going to marry someone who's already setting up how you're going to separate your stuff that you've worked 45 years to retire, that you have a nest egg, and she just wants to spend it. And if you have a house, I have to have a house that's the equal. I'm like, wow, you don't see that pattern while you're dating? You haven't even been dating for a year, and you're going to marry this? And wonder, and then when it gets bad, wonder what are you going to do? If you couldn't do anything before you were married, what makes you think you're going to do something after she gets half your stuff and some? That's just crazy. You've got to see the patterns get us. See, I was always raised believing that if you work hard, if you do the right thing, that things will work out. Right? It's a good pattern, right? A lot of people my age, Lee and me, we were taught that. And I believe that. And we've done our best to live that. But now... I got this article from uh, January. People no longer believe working hard will lead to a better life. So if you don't believe working hard will lead to a better life, then why work hard? Don't you see? It automatically throws the pattern out the door. You know one of the patterns is that teenagers always had dysphoria, right? Awkward years, pimples, and zits, and hairs coming in, and chemicals coming in, and smells coming in, and awkwardness coming in, and this part of the body grown faster, and this part of grown slower. Remember all that? All the depression, all the sadness, all awkwardness, all not fitting in, the braces, and all that stuff, the glasses, all that stuff, the awkward stuff. Well, we've always had that. But now, because people feel awkward, they change their sex. They become a medical experiment for the rest of their lives. What a pattern. Uh, do you see how we start changing a pattern and everything changes? How about this article? Massive increase in black Americans murdered as a result of defund the police movement. 
black Americans have been disproportionately affected by the skyrocketing murders. And this was of 2020. I'm reading an article right here. Atlanta suburb pushes to secede from city due to surging crime. This is a war zone. What's happened to Georgia? Georgia used to be a God-fearing country. I mean, state. Georgia used to be conservative. Now you elect a black minister who believes in abortion upon birth, who believes that you don't have to have a crucifixion to be saved, to believe that you don't need blood to be saved. I mean, it's stunning. And this is a pastor of the largest black church or something like that in Georgia, and he's teaching you anti-gospel. He's a heretic, and now he's elected U.S. senator, and he's pro-gay, pro-abortion, pro-kicking God out of everything, and he's a pastor for three decades of the largest black Christian church, I believe. That's stunning. And so now you got people that want to get out. An Atlanta suburb is aiming to succeed from the Peach State's capital as violent crime plagues the city streets. Buckhead City Committee CEO Bill White joined Fox and Friends to discuss how crime has dismantled city streets and the impact that defund the police movement. We are really feeling like this is a war zone. And I don't say that lightly, especially given what you experience in a war zone. This is murder and mayhem. We are dealing with a mayor who voted to defund the police. I mean, think about that. Rapes and murders are going through the roofs in these cities. But yet we're attacking police. Do you see how this pattern, and this is all about the Black Lives Matter, the CRT, all this pattern to destroy us. And yet some people out there are buying in the new pattern. See, this is what you got to get. Patterns have consequences. Our choices do not stand alone. It's the law of causation or causality, the chain of causation. If, then. It's like one of my favorite stories about the fisherman and the businessman. An American businessman took a vacation to a small coastal Mexican village on doctor's orders. Unable to sleep after an urgent phone call from the office the first morning, he walked out to the pier to clear his head. A small boat with just one fisherman had docked, and inside the boat were several large yellowfin tuna. The American complimented the Mexican on the quality of his fish. How long did it take you to catch them, the American asked. Only a little while, the Mexican replied in surprisingly good English. Why don't you stay out longer and catch more fish, the American then asked. I have enough to support my family and give a few to friends, the Mexican said as he unloaded them into a basket. But what do you do with the rest of your time? The Mexican looked up at the American and smiled. I sleep late, fish a little, play with my children, take a siesta with my wife Julia, and stroll into the village each evening, where I sip wine and play guitar with my amigos. I have a full and busy life, senor. The American laughed and stood tall, pride, ego, you could see it. Sir, I'm a Harvard MBA. And I can help you. I know how to be successful. Don't you hear? He's got the pattern. You should spend more time fishing and with the proceeds, buy a bigger boat. In no time, you could buy several boats with the increased haul. Eventually, you would have a fleet of fishing boats, he continued. Instead of selling your catch to the middleman, this is where it gets interesting, you would sell directly to the consumers, eventually opening up your own cannery. You would control the product, processing and distribution you would need to leave this small coastal fishing village of course and move to mexico city then to los angeles and eventually to new york city where you could run your expanded enterprise with proper management 
The Mexican fisherman asked, but senor, how long will all this take? To which the American replied, oh, not long at all, 15, 20 years, maybe 25 years tops. But, but, but what then, senor? The American laughed and said, that's the best part. When the time is right, you would announce an IPO and you'll sell your company stock to the public and become very rich. You would make millions. Millions, senor? Then what? Well, that's easy. Then you would retire and move to a small coastal fishing village where you would sleep late, fish a little, play with your kids, take a siesta with your wife, and stroll into the village in the evenings where you could sip wine and play your guitar with your amigos. See, both had patterns, right? See, this is what you got to get about patterns. You've got to ask yourself after you've identified it. See, that's the process. You must identify the pattern. My little boy, I told you, but I, he's seven going on 17. He never met a button as a kid he didn't love. He loved to push buttons. And some of you say, well, geez, Mr. Black, you're the ultimate button pusher. No, different. I'm talking physical buttons, literal buttons. And he wouldn't just push him to push him. He'd push him to see what happened. He wanted to see the pattern. And by the grace of God, he got that honestly from me. If you understand genetics. Uh, my son, Benaiah, is a composite. Half of that material comes from me, his daddy. And half of that material comes from his mommy. And together... God takes our genetic material, our God goo, and mixes it together and creates that little creature who I call my son, who in heaven will be my brother. And see, I study patterns. And that's what NLP is. You know, my forte, in addition to all the other stuff, you know, transactional analysis, um, multiple intelligence, logotherapy, constant never-ending improvement, emotional intelligence, logo, um, the Bible. Those are all patterns. And see, that's what man's attempting to See, that's what religion is. I'm not a fan of religion, neither is God. Because what religion is, is religion is a pattern. Religion is saying, listen, I just got to figure out the pattern. And I don't care if you're talking about Islam or Mormonism or Catholicism or Seven-Day Adventism, uh, all the isms, right? All the isms. Religion is nothing more than a pattern. But God wants our heart. And he changes up the pattern because God doesn't want to be put in a box, a nut. And that's what NLP does. NLP is the science of how the brain codes learning experience. This coding affects all communication, all behavior. It affects how you learn and how you experience the world around you. It's a key to reaching and achieving results. It's neuro, how we think and feel. Linguistics, that's the language part. Words are programming, right? And then the program is how we act to achieve our results. See, there are all these patterns unconsciously. And what I do when I help you is I help you uncover the pattern that's getting you what you're getting that you don't like. You can't deal with the outcome of the pattern. It's just a symptom. You've got to deal with the pattern. You've got to deal with what you're doing visually, auditorily, kinesthetically. Are you saying something to yourself over and over? Are you being traumatized? Is there triggers? Is there a, a, a little uh, something like this going unconsciously, a trauma that you're covering up that you don't know and you can't deal with it? See, NLP is about distinction, about organization. It's how you organize stuff.
I believe it's the original research. God walked in our shoes. He created us and then he walked in our shoes so he saw how it played out. It is the ability to understand human patterns and to adjust those patterns so we can be as resourceful as we want to be. If you're not successful as you want to be, if you're not getting what you want out of life, all we got to do is go to the patterns. What is the pattern you're running that's getting you what you're getting? And when you change the pattern, you change the end result. I'm Black. We're talking about patterns today, and we'll be right back. Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 30th through July 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. You think a lot about your family, your friends, your favorite things to do, but you know what you don't think about? Who's your plumber? Hi, I'm Kayla from Champion Plumbing, and it's okay if the only time you think of us is when something happens, like your water heater quits on you. At Champion Plumbing, we can usually install a new water heater same day. Who's your plumber? Don't think, just call. Champion Plumbing, online at championplumbing.net. That's championplumbing.net. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career, I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today we're talking about the patterns. And I'm going to encourage you. 
Man, this weekend, you got to do it when it's quiet, when nobody's around. Real reflection uh, causes you to really look inward, and you can't be distracted. Matter of fact, tomorrow we're going to do a show called Introspection, looking inwards, because you really need to be clear. You need to be in a situation where you can put your emotions aside, uh, because sometimes we don't want to admit the truth for different reasons. Sometimes we just feel like we're always being beaten up, so we don't want to look at the negative, or sometimes we feel like people lie to us, so we don't want to see the positive. So there's lots of different reasons. But the key is you've got to identify these patterns. And then after you identify the pattern, the second step is you have to ask yourself the question, is this getting me what I want? Uh, That question has a presupposition in it. And that presupposition is that you know what you want. Got it? That you know what you want. And most people don't know what they want. I've been working in this field of uh, personal development for 30 years and stunned when I ask people what they want, uh, that what they automatically start saying without realizing it is a list of things they don't want. And why does that matter? Because you have a stem in your unconscious brain called the reticular activating system, and it does not pick up negative programming. So if I was to tell you to do whatever you want in your mind's eye, but don't picture the Statue of Liberty, without you can't stop it. Your mind is six times faster than you can talk. So I plan a suggestion of the Statue of Liberty, and maybe you don't see pictures in your mind's eye because God didn't wire that way, but you had an understanding of the Statue of Liberty. You, your mind went there as soon as I said it. You either saw the woman, you thought about New York, you thought about Ellis Island, whatever. I mean, you can't stop it. That's how your mind works. It's the Raz. It's the brain's focal center, the unconscious brain's focal center. And that's really what the programming is deep down. See, that's what a habit is. That's what some of the stuff is at the unconscious level. There's a lot of people that consciously want to change. But unconsciously, they have belief systems in place. They have patterns in place that are unconsciously locked in. And so even though they consciously want to change, and in that moment they're legitimate, they're real, they're, they're committed in that moment, commitment in that moment is not what matters. It's commitment at the point of decision that matters. And that has to override the unconscious programming. You know, I could be committed tonight and say I go to bed at 10, 11 o'clock at night, and I'm absolutely committed. I'm getting to the gym in the morning. It's time to get this flabby butt muscular. And so, man, I pack my bag, I get a, a, a drink, liquid drink for some energy, I get my shoes, I get everything ready so I can roll out of bed and be out the door. And I'm committed at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, but that commitment means nothing at 4 o'clock in the morning. See, what matters at 4 o'clock in the morning is commitment at the point of decision. Because when that alarm clock goes off and it's 4 o'clock in the morning, it's decision time. And the reason why I'm carrying extra weight, I'll call myself fat, is because a lot of times my pattern was to choose poorly, choose to go back to sleep, or choose when I'm done at class at 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm so hungry, I haven't eaten since 7 o'clock, 7 hours earlier, to go ahead and have a piece of pizza with my wife or whatever. And so all that hard work that day is gone. I've gained 5 pounds because I had a piece of pizza right before I went to bed. But notice the pattern. That's why I love to reference books because books go into detail. You know, one of the patterns I talk a lot about is the drama triangle, right? The drama triangle is a model of dysfunction, social interaction. It's created by psychotherapist Stephen Cartman, and each point in the triangle represents a common and ineffective response to conflict. 
and it's the inverted triangle where the point's at the bottom, where that's the victim. And then on the left side, there's a rescuer. On the right side, there's a persecutor. You know, the victim always feels victimized, and we live in that CRT. That's the poor black people thing. Poor this. You know, don't you feel sorry for Kanye West? Don't you feel sorry for Barack Obama? Don't you feel sorry for Clarence Thomas? Don't you feel sorry for LeBron James? Don't you feel sorry for Tiger Woods? Don't you for, uh, feel sorry for Jay-Z? Don't you feel sorry for Beyonce? Don't you? That's just stupid. Talk about privilege. Everybody I just brought, mentioned to you is privileged. Privilege has nothing to do with skin color. It has to do with socioeconomic status. The victims always feel oppressed, helpless, hopeless, powerless, ashamed, unable to make decisions, solve problems, takes pleasure in life or achievement, and say blah, blah, blah. And we live in a victim culture. You get our DNA checked to see what percentage of a victim you are. And then you got the rescuer, a.k.a. the hero. The rescuer's line is, let me save you, classic enabler. The rescuer feels guilty. That's why all the white guilt, and that's why all, all these corporations are going woke with all the racism, the CRT, and all the black victimhood because they feel guilty because a lot of them probably are racist and so they think every other white person's racist and so their rescue has negative effects though it keeps the victim dependence codependent relationship and gives the victim permission to fail but more importantly if you don't rescue that person that victim in the right time in the right way you know what they become and they have permission because america gives them permission they become number three the persecutor aka the villain the persecutor insists this is your own fault, right? You hear this in these marching, right? Roe versus Wade, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, you know, where they storm the, the state government in Arizona. But no insurrection claims there. It's just January 6th with a white grandmother who's a conservative. Those are insurrectionists. See, the persecutor is controlling, blaming, critical, oppressive, angry, authoritative, rigid, and superior. Often a victim who is sick of being victimized decides to counterattack, becoming a villain to the other party. Run the tape, Michael. I talk all the time about uh, the power of habit by Charles Duhigg. Uh, swimming coach Bob Bowman. He saw a pattern. He knew what, what a, a world-class swimmer looked like. The key to victory was creating the right routines. And he was blessed enough to get to coach Michael Phelps. See, Phelps had the right pattern, the right physical pattern. He also had the right psychological pattern. He was, at a young age, had the capacity for obsessiveness, which is really ideal for an athlete. What Bowman could give Phelps, however, would set him apart from other competitors. They were habits, patterns, that would make him the strongest mental swimmer. Notice I said mental swimmer, not physical swimmer. That's what this says here, the strongest mental swimmer in the pool. He didn't need to control every aspect of Phelps' life. All he needed to do was target a few specific habits, patterns, that had nothing to do with swimming and everything to do with creating the right mindset. Your thinking is a pattern. Success is a pattern. Failure is a pattern. See, he designed a series of behaviors that Phelps could use to become calm and focused before each race to find those tiny advantages that in a sport where victory can come in milliseconds would make all the difference. So when Phelps was a teenager, at the end of each practice, Bowman would tell him to go home and watch the videotape. Watch it before you go to sleep and when you wake up. Now, the videotape wasn't real. It was a mental visualization. It was a selected pattern of a perfect race. Each night before falling asleep, he would run the pattern. He would run the tape. And each morning after waking up, he would run the pattern, run the tape. 
Each night, each morning, he would imagine himself jumping off the blocks and in slow motion swimming flawlessly. He would imagine the weight behind his body, the water dripping off his lips as his mouth cleared the surface, what it would feel like to rip off his cap at the end. He would lie in bed with his eyes shut and watch the entire competition to run the pattern over and over and over, paying attention to the smallest details again and again until he knew each second by heart. During practices when Bowman ordered Phelps to swim at race speed, he would shout, put in the videotape, and Phelps would push himself as hard as he could. He had done this so many times in his head that by now it felt rote. It worked. He got faster and faster and faster and faster. Habit is defined as a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that is hard to give up. It is an acquired behavior pattern regularly followed until it has become almost involuntary. Customary practice or use our particular practice, custom, or usage. It's all about the patterns, baby. Are you happy with your life? Is your marriage as fulfilled as you want? Is your relationship with the kids all you want it to be? Is your relationship with God all you want it to be? Are you living the dream? Are you? Can you not believe that things are so perfect that you don't even want Jesus to come back yet because things are going so good? Well, if that's the case, you probably don't want what I got. But for the rest of us, I'm gonna show, I can show you a pattern. I can help you identify your pattern, and there's some good stuff in your pattern. But what if there's some stuff that's not serving you well? We can get rid of that, clean it up. Or for somebody that have a real bad pattern, let's replace it. Let's put a brand new pattern in place. Let's draw that line in the sand and say, up until now. Up until now, I was held back by things from my past. Up until now, I was held back by limiting belief systems. Up until now, the patterns that were and my unconscious were not giving me everything I deserved. And so now I'm scratching that CD. I'm breaking that LP. I'm pulling on that 8-track. And I'm putting in new programming because tomorrow is going to be a better day than today. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. Prager here with my friend, Mike Hilborn, owner of Roof to Deck Restoration. Mike, I've seen roofs in the Twin Cities that have many years of life left, but are streaked and stained and look, quite honestly, terrible. Your company actually removes those streaks? Dennis, many people don't know it, but those black streaks and stains are caused by an algae that can be killed and cleaned away. Our process makes roofs look new again. Algae and moss grow on cedar shake roofs. Moss is especially damaging because it actually feeds on the cedar wood and prevents the wood from drying. And when wood doesn't dry, it rots. Cleaning and sealing a cedar shake roof actually extends the life of a roof. Mike, how can people learn more? See videos on our website at RoofToDeck.com. That's RoofToDeck.com. For a free quote, call 651-699-3504. Call now through Thursday and receive $100 off your project of $1,000 or more. Ringing. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.